Introduce things, Lockie and I have two amazing guests, former hosts of Life FM, radio legends, Lynn and Pete. So excited. Well, I must say it is fantastic to be here today with some wonderful people. We have we have Lockie, we have Pete, we have Len, and uh, just a little bit of a background before I let them launch into their uh, communication. Um, Lockie and I are really, really uh, privileged to have Lenny and Pete, who have done amazing ministry and broadcasting through Life FM, formerly Altamira. And I just want to uh, welcome everyone here. Welcome, uh, Lockie. How are you doing? You're doing well today. Yeah, I'm doing good. It's been a. Can you hear me? Just a point. Anyway. <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> I was worried. I thought we. I thought we were going to go offline. <laughs> it's great. And uh, we've got uh, Pete and Lenny. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Lovely to be here, and thank you for having us on. I know. I think I speak for Lynn and myself when we say it's wonderful to be here, and it. Even though it is conditions of our parole, we thank you for having us. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I really appreciate the work. I need the money. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the money. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, the brown paper bag will arrive later today. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So um, it's uh, great to have you guys here, and um, uh, you know, as I, as I was saying before, Lockie and I have been working on this podcast and talking to people from all different backgrounds and in the arts, and it's very exciting to have some people here from Life FM. Now, Lockie, you've done some. Uh, work at Life FM as well, haven't you? I have. I'm nothing in the calibre of these these good, fine gentlemen, um, but I have done a little bit of sort of uh, late night helping out with a segment here and there. Yes. So what, what did uh, you and do? also, sorry, oh, sorry, yes. Lockie, sorry. Can I? Sorry, inter- sorry. Let me interrupt, Jonathan. He's selling himself short. Didn't you also do some segments like you did regular, the, the sort of the regular think spotty things? Didn't you? That you is said, true. Yes. Hi. Uh, have you ever thought that maybe your, maybe your life is worthless? Well, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you did that. That they're actually they're a lot of work. Just quietly. So don't don't sell yourself short, or I'll come around there and smack your face. And... That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I need to just stop uh, yeah, apologising. So I'm really sorry for that. Oh, no. No. Um. Yes. I did a number of <laughs> did a number of the god spots as well. So um the sort of little sixty second mm. mini talks um that uh, were mm. quite were featured. And they were a funny thing because. Um, as you guys may, may well be aware, you don't always sound the same to yourself as you do yeah. when you're hearing yourself over the radio. And there's been a number of times that I've heard um, one of my own spots and kind of gone, oh, that sounds like a really un- interesting idea, but I swear they've pinched that off me. Oh, wait, no, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, and a number of uh, morning engagements when I, I joined uh, people like Kit and yourself to uh, publicise different events and things. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Been to the last studios now, It's not the end of the world, but you can see it from there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the odd one out. I'm, I'm probably the only one who hasn't had some involvement in, in Life FM, so I, I'm in, enjoying the reflected uh, joy of being with people who have. So um, I shall sit and cherish mm. that. Um, but I, I just wanted to go ahead and ask some, um, we, we usually have some questions we like to sort of launch into and, uh, there's mm-hmm. one that really stood out to me. I really would like to know from both yourself, Lenny, and from Pete as well, how did you get into broadcasting? Was this something you always wanted to do or was this something that you found your way going through different roles and found a passion or you just knew that this is something you could do well? Yeah, I, um, I guess I landed at Altamira before Pete, um, and I was there as a volunteer. Mm. Uh, I was uh, relatively young in the faith. I'd come from a background of stand-up comedy mm. and uh, had worked extensively around Adelaide with guys like Dave Flanagan um, and uh, toured through the country doing uh, yeah stand-up and enjoying that a lot. But yeah, I guess when I came to faith, I uh, I, I I wanted to try comedy uh, 
a little different than what I was doing it. Uh, I enjoyed uh, Bill Cosby stuff a lot, yeah. and um, uh, that, that was I guess, that was sorry that was back when you could like Bill. That Cosby was stuff back when you were allowed to appreciate <laughs> Bill. Uh, <laughs> back in the day, yeah, back in the day, and uh, yeah, so I, I volunteered and I uh, I was doing the gig for nothing for for twelve months just as a volunteer, mm. and then um, yeah, the the opportunity came. Where the door opened up, and I was brought on staff, and mm. I was very fortunate to uh, to become part of the paid staff at Life FM. And uh, yeah, I couldn't believe they were, they were paying me to get up in the morning and laugh myself stupid doing <laughs> breakfast radio. <laughs> uh, wonderful. Like and, and then it went to another level when when Pete got involved. Mm. <laughs> mm. Great, yeah, it's my fault, isn't it? <laughs> well, um, most of it, yes. <laughs> I, I must admit, actually, I must admit, the first time I actually worked with worked, worked with Lenny was was chatting with Lenny. He said, "Yeah, I used to do a lot of stand up comedy." And I said, "Oh, yeah, we, we, where was he?" He said, "Oh, the Playboy Club." I go, oh, "This is going to be an interesting show." Um, <laughs> so yeah, he, he, it was interesting, Lenny, because I, I my my first job actually whilst I was still at high school was actually doing television. Mm. Um, and doing a national television show, which was kind of weird, but that's a totally different story. But uh, I ended up over many years in radio and, and was producing at um, KFM and SAFM and 5AA and writing comedy and doing stuff for them. And so ah. when I, I actually came back, I was working out in the, I was working out at the, uh, the Riverland producing uh, as director, pr- production director for the Riverland TV. And I came back to town and um, I heard Life FM had suddenly come on air. Mm. And I was listening in. And I thought, yeah, 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 yeah. so what, what, what am I going to do about it? And um, so I, they asked me to come in and just sit with the breakfast show and say, you know, give them some advice or talk to them or tell them what I knew. Yeah. Uh, and at that stage, it was nothing. Um, so I said, I, I know nothing. And <laughs> Lynn said, Oh, I can do that voice uh, better than you can. And <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, the mold, the mold was the mold was cast from then. But. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I, I came in and sort of just sat with the guys and said, "How about this? Maybe you try that," and sort of thing. So, I actually came in as an outsider, which was which was really good. Yeah. Uh, although, also my first job in radio, after being in television, was the first employee paid by Life FM when it was Christian Community Radio. Back before it even started, I was still seventeen, ah. and I was making making programs on tapes. And stuff oh, wow. that Christian Community Radio was doing. So that was wow. years and years and years and years and years yeah. before before yeah. Altamira even started. So I was I was actually their first employee, <laughs> and I, and I really should have known then that this was going to go bad. No, it went well. It went well. So it, <laughs> so I've seen it grow from from a community bunch of people, you know, with lots of scone um, sales to raise funds and that sort of thing, to to being. The sort of almost the threatening the commercial stations as it does now. Mm. It's kind of fun. Mm. I've yeah. got to I've got to say that when when we first joined the station, there was a mandate among those that were initially involved to not sound mm. like community radio, and that mm. really appealed yeah. to me. Mm. Uh, yeah. My first meeting yeah. with Pete, critiquing critiquing Andy Markwell and myself, <laughs> didn't go well because Glenn doesn't receive criticism very well. And and I thought, who is this upstart? And I thought, who's he to tell me what what I'm doing right and wrong? And then it was uh, someone led me aside and said, this guy worked with John Vincent at SAFM. <laughs> ah, uh, yeah. And Len, you just really had better be quiet and listen to what he's got to say. Yeah. And, yeah. So I, yeah, <laughs> I shut up and uh, and began to work on the things that Pete told me I needed to work yeah. on. Nothing mm. I think actually the really interesting. Yeah, well, actually, it was it was really cool because for me the experience was I was working with somebody who had done what I hadn't done, so I'd mm. never done stand up comedy, I'd never done that, and I'd wanted to, and I and I eventually did try it, um, and I sucked. But it was great to to actually be able to sit with somebody and and know that they knew stuff I didn't know. And yeah. I wanted to learn from from Len at the very beginning. That was part of what it was about. So there was always, I think, and and growing together as we did, 
Um, and as the radio station grew at the same time, we were kind of always constantly learning from each other and trying to push each other to, to do things that neither of us either had done or maybe should have done. Uh, yes. <laughs> but there was this constant challenging each other, which was great. Yeah. 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 I, look, and I, I will mm. say that most of the pushing came from Pete because I, to be quite honest, was just really hanging on for dear life. And he came in with a bunch of skills that just blew me away. Like the guy was, it doesn't seem like much now, but he was just like so um, switched on with all the gear, all the technical equipment that I kind of, you know, I, all I could do was really sort of stand back and go, wow, <laughs> you know, this guy really does know what, what he's doing. Um, but I guess where I came to the fall was, uh, you know, Pete allowing me to shine through his um, oh, still there? skills as a we writer. Still there? And uh, it went, went... Yeah. Yeah, I've lost Len too. I can hear I'm him in the still room here. Next door. No, there he is. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> went quiet mid So Len, Len was saying nice... Yeah, Len was saying nice things about me and so God said, shut up. <laughs> yeah. yeah all right all right all right yeah but it, it is it, i think what from what i overheard len saying it was it was interesting that we were both like i was learning how to be in christian media mm. because i basically despised christian media because we had the american model and it was all the evangelistic bank bible belt the the benny hins and the and the and the the con artists and all that and i'd come into this this thing here with people who some of whom i actually knew and had worked with in commercial radio and mm. i thought we're not going to do that are we and yeah. lenny who as, as he said earlier he'd, he'd been a christian for a while and and, and knew this thing and I had been in commercial media and was coming into it. And so between the two of us, we both realized that you don't know this and I don't know that. But between the two of us, we can make something that has never existed before. Yeah. Um, there are no rules. There are no rules to break because there are no rules yet. Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you, Len. Okay. Yeah. One, one of the things that uh, is different... Uh, with the pair of us is uh, when I first started out because I was an impressionist I, I was just a habitual um, rip-off merchant I would I'd go to the Reader's Digest and I would I would pilfer <laughs> jokes from them and Peter take the mick out of me for doing it but he always maintained that we ought to create our own culture and mm. I never quite got it until I actually saw it happen and, yeah. and when he started to do things that nobody else was doing and asking me to be a part of that, um, it, it was just really daunting. It was flying by the seat of your pants. And, yeah. and I have to say, if ever there was a moment where I learnt that I wasn't in control and the Spirit of God was involved in this thing <laughs> beautifully and, and almost, you know... Anonymously, because I, I'm sure I didn't see it at the time, but yeah, in hindsight, I can see now what mm. God was doing and and how beautiful it was. Mm. But this whole thing of originality just kept coming out of Pete all the time, and he refused to just uh, kowtow to um, the way everyone else was doing it. And he said, "No, we've <coughs> got to we've got to create our own culture here." Yeah. And um, and I think that's what set us apart and got um, the town's attention. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah definitely. Mm. <laughs> it's it's interesting. It actually probably touches on a, a, a question I had. Just that that difference. Like you've got the American model of um, how we do sort of Christian radio and Christian things, and you guys kind of saying we we do things quite different. Um, <coughs> it's curious, like. Yeah. Pete, um, I've known you for a, a couple of years now, and one of the things that's sometimes interesting, I've sort of heard you on radio first and then encountered you later on, and something that I, I thought was interesting, I've also heard other people stri strike by, is just um, comparing the online persona to um, uh, the sort of in-person Pete. Um, and 
you're very noble yeah. as a person, and I get the sense that you're very similar to that. But um, there are sometimes just subtle differences. Like one of the things I remember is I've never heard you swear before um, meeting you in person. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, and don't, you don't need to give us an example here, or we lose our um, you know, we get an explicit tag. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. I'm curious for, yeah. for you guys. What would you say as you're particularly as you're moving into this sort of Christian space and you're you're not coming up with the you're not using an existing model. You're not saying this is we're, we're going to be this person from America or anything like that. Um, yeah. 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 Finding that space between what you're like in person and the the on air persona. What's what's what are the differences there, and what are the right. things you need to sort of bear in mind versus what are the things that you can just be yourself? Yeah. On? yeah. Do you want me to take this one, Lenny? Yeah. Look. Yeah, I, I do, but. <laughs> Know that I'm going to be hot on your heels. All right. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. I, I've I've actually just been um, I've actually just finished it's mid <laughs> it's um it's semester break from university and I've just been teaching how to a uh, course called Surviving Creativity and uh, writing creative nonfiction and teaching basically creative writing in a, in a, a university that is a Christian university and one of the things that I am constantly saying is that we are not Christian writers we are mm. writers who are Christians. And mm. that's a really important thing. Lynn mentioned I, I, I was at I was at um, in commercial radio. I was at SAFM uh, producing their show for a long time. The reason I was comfortable to quit and to get out of there was because they were doing things that I didn't like, and they would do things like they they would say, "I oh, will take the fifth caller through," but then they would make you as the producer find the best caller. Yeah, and that's a tiny little thing, and I can mm. see why they do it. But it's lying. It's lying mm. to your listener. Never mm. lie. That's not a thing. So there was, first of all, there was that. There was that. I really needed to be in a place where I could be honest. And maybe mm. sometimes you're right, Lucky. I'm a little bit too honest. Yeah. Um, but I think it's it's really <laughs> it's it's really important that um, as a communicator, and no matter what you're doing, uh, uh, particularly in radio, um, it comes across literally as finding your voice and being who you are. As a novelist, let, you would know, Lucky. You've got to find your voice, and it doesn't just happen you've got to keep working at it you've got to work mm, at it yeah but more importantly you've got to know who you are and you've got to know whose you are and you've got to know your place in the world before you have anything to say yeah mm. yeah look i think I, I agree wholeheartedly with that we are who we are god loves us and um i i i i figured out really early in the piece that um, we weren't meant to be absolutely perfect, and I, <laughs> I, I, I did a lot of performance-based stuff mm. uh, in my Christian uh, life, and I had a breakdown mm. Um, mm. because I tried to stay on that hamster's wheel, yeah, and yeah. keep up appearances for everybody, and it broke me. Yeah, and I, I, I remember. Mm. It was one of the darkest times of my life. Mm. And I realised right there that we needed to break down that whole secular, sacred dichotomy. Yeah. And, and you know, music is music. And radio is radio. And comedy is comedy. And mm. it all starts and finishes mm. in that circle of life. Yeah. Make no mistake about it. Don't let anyone try and convince you otherwise. Yeah. All of that beauty starts in that circle of life. Yeah. All right? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we get yeah. to participate in that. Yeah. And we I get have it to, wrong. And we yeah. get it wrong a yeah. lot. I have, right? to, I have to – sorry, I have to back you up but also uh, agree with you completely and totally disagree with you that it's, yeah. it's, not, a, it's not a sec uh, – so many pastors and ministers – are doing the same thing. They are playing the role of being the priest of God in oh, front yeah. of their congregation, and it's yeah. not who they are, and it kills you. And you just yeah. there's nothing wrong with being wrong. Yeah, you just admit it and be humble. Yeah. But the other the other thing, sorry, Lucky, just let me just before we move on, just let me finish on this point. I think Lenny would know how many times people came up to us and said, "Geez, you guys get close to the line." Yeah. How do you not step over it? And our answer always was, there is no line. 
Yeah. <laughs> that line does not exist. And it doesn't. But and, and I've noticed that writing just in the last few semesters of teaching writing, I have a number of people who are writing stories about uh, events in the Aboriginal community, and they're white. Now, how do you write that and get away with it? Or mm. how do you write that and not be politically – and the, the answer is always exactly the same. Be fearless and be honest. If you're mm. afraid of screwing up, you're going to. If you're afraid of getting you know, ragged on by the online community, you're going to. You're going to get dragged anyway. People mm. are going to dislike you anyway. Deal with that. But yeah. if you are fearless and honest, you can literally – there is no line you cannot cross. Mm. And you, you, like I said, you, you're going to make mistakes. And I think one of one of the beautiful moments of clarity I had one day, I was at Life FM, and I had a real Barry Crocker of the show, <laughs> and and I, I I felt, you know, as in my disappointment, and I I really do take these things personally. I mean, a phone call from a listener uh-huh. that said, "Len, you really disappointed me today." <laughs> that that would send me into depression mm. for. Four or five days. Mm. That's how personally I took it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, um, you know, you will make mistakes. And I felt the Spirit of God say to me one day when I was just head in hands, Len, I even use your mistakes. <laughs> All right? So how do yeah. you feel about yeah. that? You know, and, and that kind of freed me up. Yeah. You know, when I, when I knew that God was able to use it all and and kind of weave my inadequate effort into His master plan, mm. yeah. you know, you realise my word we're in big hands, and, yeah. and we really have underestimated cool. how big Jesus is. Mm. Hey, um, can I jump in as well? First yeah. of all, Lenny. Um, it, so, guys, do you have a do you have an email or something that people can contact you if they want to know who Barry Crocker was? Because <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> It's right. uh, Australian vernacular. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right. More to the point. Go I back just to England, to say, you immigrant. <laughs> that, actually, we're having there's no relation to Davy Crockett, is it? There's no Davy Crockett relation. No, no. Because no. you, you, know, you know how many? Do you know how many? Do you know how many ears Davy Crockett has? Oh, no. How many How many he's, ears, how got, many ears does Davy Crockett have? He has three. He's got a left ear, the right ear, and his wild front ear. Front ear, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I've completely forgotten where I was going. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just going to Hang on. I'm writing that down. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, that's going Front. in the show. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was just going to say. William, bringing that to the table. Yeah, yeah go on, Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's your best work, Jonathan. All oh right. yeah. I um, stand by it. I was I was just gonna say I was just gonna say, um watching watching Lenny and, and like I say, I came out of commercial radio, started working with Lenny and the, the there's this thing that as everybody knows, the more mm. successful you get in the Christian community, the more that you're gonna get the crap kicked out of you. The better you get, the more the attacks come, and I, I saw that happening. And that was that was uh, that's one of those things that I learned from working with Lenny. That you know, this is what it's like to work. And you know, if that happened in in commercial radio, the more the more you get, the better you get, the the more you get paid, and the more cocaine they offer you. And it's it's kind of it's a totally different world, particularly in the Christian world. The more you do your job well, the more people are going to complain, and um, normally about rubbish. Yeah. See Jesus in the dictionary. <laughs> was that? Lynn, do you remember exactly? Do you remember what was said that we were on air one Easter Friday? It was a good Friday. We were on air and we were doing a normal Lenny and Pete breakfast show and just mucking around like idiots. And we got a phone call from someone who oh, was yeah. incredibly angry. What did they say? Mm. Oh, look, they, they were upset that we weren't doing the, um, the Christian thing. That oh, we, yeah. we were, we're, we're enjoying ourselves. <laughs> the Lord died on this day. How can you be having fun? And I think Len's comment was, why do you think he died? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. Mm. That was weird. Anyway. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I, I've, um, I have to say, like, uh, you know, when I did listen to you guys in your show, I I I totally understood what you meant just then when you were talking about um, uh, not going over the line. I, even though you were saying there is no line, you were mm. both seemed very skilled to me in terms of your your humour was fantastic, but you didn't stoop 
and you never went to a place where it was just highly uh, you know distasteful it was but it, it was yeah. it was hilarious uh, but but you never mm. you you knew where to draw the line to a certain extent i mean from my point of view that's how it seemed to me mm. but, yeah. yeah yeah i think um, i've I think got probably, to thank yeah, for that go on, Len. because a lot of a lot of the times <laughs> Sorry, we've lost you again, Lenny. Um, I think the opposition got to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, there was a time. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. This is one of those little things where God goes, <laughs> you're not going to believe what I'm going to do with this. But we were, we were doing the Brecky Show, having a great time. And Paul Macon, who was doing, I think, A Current Affair at the time, mm. um, loved the show. Now, mm. it's no coincidence that I actually used to produce Paul Macon's breakfast show, so I knew ah, him. And no. he was listening. He heard the show, came in with a cameraman and did this thing about how there's this really cool new show on, ta- on, on radio that people are listening to, and it's clean. Now, part of the reason for it, and this is where the whole media politics gets in the way, was that... Um, Shundo, Jeff Shunderland was doing the 5AA breakfast show mm. with um, a guy who Paul Macon didn't like, and they were really quite grubby. And so he basically used yes, this as I a way. Keith, with yeah. Keith Martin, yeah. Keith, Keith and Sundo. Sorry, yes, how, did, how does it go, Lenny? <laughs> no, we've lost him. We've, we've lost his Keith and Sundo impersonation. But anyway, so, so they, they, they were doing And he came in and did this. <laughs> Sorry, go on, Lynn. He keeps dropping out. I don't know. Exactly, you. exactly. There you go. Oh, that's <laughs> very you. good. That is, oh, that that is very good. That's whatever. the timber of the voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Paul lost a gig uh, on – Paul actually lost his job with, with um, Current Affair because he came in and did the story on us and basically stuck it up Keith Martin. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. But uh, the, the, the really weird thing was that the next – Morning, we went on air and we're doing our show. And just before we went on air, the breakfast show from SAFM, i.e., the breakfast show I used to produce a couple of years before, phoned yep. up and said, oh, Christian Radio, stupid. What do you guys do? Do you have communion every day when you do an air check and all this stuff? And basically, they were just being silly yeah. and mucking around. And we had a great, and I, I just had fun with it. Um, but yep. then when it went to air, it was great because they put it to air at 10 to 9 in the morning on SAFM. <laughs> and so. So I actually wow. sent them, I sent them a couple of T-shirts and a, a record from our collection by a guy called Keith Thomas. Keith Thomas was Amy Grant's music director, but mm. Keith Thomas was also the name of the general manager at SAFM, who I actually know because I'd worked with him. So I sent them this package <laughs> and said, thank you for the best free publicity we've ever had. And I think uh, they lasted about a month after that and they got themselves sacked as well. But <laughs> what it pointed to, what it pointed to, the whole thing, what it pointed to was the basis of why Len and I did our show. It was to have fun and basically be joy with people. We never yeah. got stuck into anyone. And yeah, in fact, no. you talk about that line. I, it just occurred to me, Lenny, there was one line that we did have that we agreed on. And that was we would never joke about somebody unless we would be willing to do it with them in the studio. <laughs> yeah. True. So if we were doing, if we were talking about Bill Cosby, we wouldn't talk about Bill Cosby unless we could talk about it with him in the studio without, mm. him, yeah, without him getting his face out of joint. And that, that became a really, really – it was a really simple line. It, basically what it said was just respect everyone. Yeah. 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 That's all, that's also so like that it. was the line. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. No, look, that's, that's a, I think that's a really good – that's a very good – uh, illustration. There, there is a question I wanted to ask you both. Um, okay, just picture yourself both in the studio about to start. What What is important for you to do before you start or just as the light comes on and you're about to begin broadcasting? What should you have had prepared, if anything? Or uh, is, is, there, is there something that you go, okay, we need to do this, this, this and this? What, what's on your checklist? <laughs> 5P principle, please. No, 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 go on. Prior, prior preparation prevents poor performance. Uh-huh. And, and always go for a P. Yeah. And, <laughs> and always. Yeah. All, all the prayer. All yeah. the prayer would happen yeah. before we even got to the studio. Mm. Um, yeah. Pete, Pete and I knew that he spent time with Jesus in the morning, and so did I. 
So mm. that that's the way we, we set out. And we would always over-prepare and room for the Holy <laughs> yeah. Spirit to come in and dance. You know, yeah. and I mean, some of my favourite days were days when I'd look across at Pete and go, well, yeah, God yeah. showed up. He decided to take a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, and, and it's something I've learned that is not actually, and Len said, you know, you've got to do the preparation and leave room for the Holy Spirit to take over and stuff. I, yeah. I actually, in my, in my study and in my learning, I think I've actually, I would attenuate that. I think the Holy Spirit is in the preparation as well. Mm-hmm. And having, like you say, three pages of stuff to look at, what that gave us was the confidence to just sit there and go, okay, you're ready to hit the buttons, let's go. Yeah. And it was, mm. it was like basically looking out the window of a plane and making sure the wings are on. You know, yeah. we are going to get off the ground. Yeah. No but, doubt. But, no but, doubt. Yeah, the yeah. harder you work, the luckier you get. Exactly. Yeah. But the thing that I've <laughs> discovered is that the more, as you are prepared, and we, the, the thing that people don't often see about radio is that every, 30, every three minutes, you have to come up with something absolutely brilliant. Mm. And it's not like you can think about it for four minutes because in, in 90 seconds, 60 seconds, 30 seconds, you're on and you better have something because you are not going to get a second chance at that break. Yeah. So you do have this constant thing and you, you actually develop these muscles for doing that. Um, it drains you during the hours. So you've got mm. to be able to take a break afterwards. But yeah. I don't think, I, 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 Lenny, you say it allows the Holy Spirit in. I think you also underestimate perhaps the fact that the Holy Spirit has already trained you and filled you with so many exciting things mm. you just need to let them out and that's that's what len was very very good at and that's the spontaneous thing spontaneity mm. isn't necessarily the holy spirit coming up with something incredibly new it's actually you being trained and being able to link into that thing that happened yesterday or that yep. thing that you had in your mind or creating something entirely different on the spur of the moment i mean mm. you say it's the holy spirit or you can say it's creativity what yeah, it's 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 all of that together. If you don't if you don't listen to the Holy Spirit, then you're going to hear nothing. Yeah, but yeah. it's also up to you to be ready for that. Yeah. So God can work mm. both through giving you the lines to say on the spot, and also empowering you and yeah. with the sort of mind that can do that sort of thing. Yeah, I think, and more to the point, I think something Lenny showed me very very quickly was that God just loves that mucking around. <laughs> yeah. This this is the best part. Well, this is the best part. The laughter, the laughter that we share. And uh, that joy. If I hear the sound of laughter, they want to find out where it's coming from and they're going to be involved in it. And that's the gospel. Yeah. You know, that's the gospel. The joy is at the, the heart of all that laughter. Mm. And if they know it's beautiful and they want to. They want a piece of it, yeah. Mm. yeah. Preach it, brother. Preach it, Lenny. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it is, it is. If your faith just doesn't be, have room for laughter, yeah. then you might have misunderstood the, the idea of living, having life in abundance. <laughs> mm. Yeah, mm. I, think, I think if your laughter doesn't have room for faith. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm. 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 Well, it's, it's actually an interesting one. We've, we've been focusing a lot on the radio stuff, um, but as you've yep. sort of alluded to a bit, and as we, we both know about you, you guys are not one-trick ponies by any stretch of the imagination. So, um, Len, you sort of, you, you've done stand-up comedy, you've done um, commercial TV work. So uh, as I've seen lots of the ads and things you've done, but as we were preparing for this, John uh, <laughs> sent me a link to an ad, which I've seen many, many times before about a... Um, truckload of iced coffee at last thing with you. And I remember going, Who's that? I've seen that ad so many times that I um, But, and Pete yeah. yourself, you, you've, you're lecturing in creative stuff. You are a published author yourself and um, have written one of the strangest murder mysteries I've ever read. Um, but I. <laughs> do you guys feel like there are one or two areas that sort of arts and entertainment and, and creativity that are your your home ground or do you just feel like as long as it's fun and engaging and creative it's it's good like do not are you not concerned as long as it's um sort of using those parts of you i think 
for me, I still actually do radio. I do a one one segment a, a week where I get to go in and sit down with uh, Aiden in the Arvo on on life, and we talk about science and stuff. And I, I love mm. doing that. I love I love research and I love science and I love just talking. But I love the fact he he works very similarly to me um, and has a similar background. So we, we we get each other, which is a great way to be. Len and I get each other. It's great to be in a radio studio with someone and know that you know where they're going mm-hmm. um, and not knowing, not knowing where they're going, but you know where they're going. It's, it's a real scary experience. And I think one of the things that I think, Lenny, you kind of almost touched on it there when you said that you love doing comedy because you could see the whites of their eyes. Mm. And I think it also means they can see the whites of your eyes. And mm. I think there's something about radio particularly. And I mentioned earlier that, you know, you've got 30 seconds to come up with something and it better be bloody good or else. Yeah. There is something quite terrifying about that. And that's <laughs> what's really exciting. Yeah. Uh, and I think with comedy, it's the same thing. It's scary, but that's what's good. And I think I, I, I recently got, got married again and, and my wife and I, when we got together, we decided that we would pray constantly that we would live a scary life fearlessly. Mm. And that has actually happened. And I think as a creator, and as you know, Lockie, even the, the job of sitting down writing a novel, mm. you have to be scared out of your wits sometimes because you're, people are going to read this. Yeah. Uh, but you've got to be able to be scared fearlessly. And yep. that's, that's actually kind of, kind of cool. It's kind yeah. of cool. Mm. That vulnerability before an audience is so important. And I've, I know um, finding I – mean, coming, coming back to you know, even the most basic of performances, if you will, um, is watching somebody preach. And the yeah. difference between someone who's reading from notes that they have researched well as opposed to somebody who's willing to leave the notes and just talk with you. Yeah, because yeah. they know their stuff, and it's that yeah, that prior that prior preparation is so vital to being able to be vulnerable, yeah, and to be scared without being terrified <laughs> so much that you have to change your underwear. <laughs> I have to say, how many times, Len, did you and I get to the end of a talk break and go, and said on air, ah, well. That didn't go where we wanted. Here's Amy Grant. You know, it's just, like, just walk away. We would. We would. We just, we just leave it. And everybody would just go, well, that was crap. Fine. It was good crap, you know? Yeah. That's a good point. Yep. Oh, yeah. We actually did end up calling it. And when we were doing afternoons, just um, the last time we worked together, we actually called it the Amy Grant out. <laughs> because we didn't have a punchline and we had forgotten to pray, prepare something or we'd gone so far off track that we had nowhere out so we'll just go with the Amy Grant out. You know, it was like, here's Amy Grant. I mean, at the time, we didn't play Amy Grant. I mean, let's be honest, who would? But uh, yeah, that's what it became known as. It was. I, I'm just seeing this giant AG button in the corner that you just punch when you need to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just rolls out an Amy Grant song. That's right. You know something went wrong. Quick, press it. <laughs> it's like a parachute for radio announcers. That's right. Yeah, I've got one right here, yeah. so yeah, I'm ready to press it if yeah, I say yeah. something wrong. So, um, so yeah. what were you going to say? You you had the same thing, John. You 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 had the oh, same thing. I was just going to say we, we all, a sermon. We'll... I think we all need an Amy Grant button that we can press in real life when we <laughs> we're in an awkward <laughs> situation. Yeah. I think. <laughs> And you know what's you know what's really weird? It's funny you say that, but now that I think of it, we do, and it's being culturally sold to us. Mm. It's the did somebody say KFC? (laughs) Someone say Amy Grant. That's exactly what that is. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Poor Amy Grant. Imagine um, (laughs) if she gets wind of this, she'll be like, "What have I ever done? How did I become the um, escape (laughs) path?" She'll say, oh, my God, I wish I was turning over in my grave. <laughs> well, I must say, it's a for marketing on the part of KFC to, to say, look, we'll get you out of a jam. Just mention Yeah. That. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Didn't yeah. work for Amy Grant, though, did it? Yeah. Oh. I, I've noticed that KFC. I've noticed that uh, KFC they've they've brought in cabbage instead of lettuce. You know, as long as as long as we're on the subject. Oh but, wow! Um, so yeah, um, nice. yeah, I don't know how that's going to go, but um, yeah, I, hang on, I'm just going to press my Amy Grant button because I got nothing else. I've got no material <laughs> after that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Let us have I just, cabbage. I just had this horrible. 
Yeah, I had this horrible feeling that someone's going to walk into it, like I'm going to walk into a KFC, which I've actually never done before, but they'll be playing Baby Baby. And it'll be like, oh, oh my God, what? Yes. <laughs> oh, no, it's an Amy Grant song. Yeah, yeah. Is that... So there's, a, there's a thing that's happening at the moment that I don't know if you've, you've caught up with that because of the fuel prices and things like that, that um, a lot of vegetables are very hard to come by. Mm. And as we're all aware, iceberg lettuce is very yeah. hard to come by and a number of restaurant chains are um, uh, starting to substitute cabbage into the lettuce, um, like Subway and McDonald's yeah. and things mm. like that. It's only just occurred to me how dangerous that is. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the conversation, Lockie. Good to have you along. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah. Well, I've I've got a question here. That's right, a cabbage one. That's right. Yeah, just cabbage. Um, good time to be a cabbage farmer, isn't it? Um, yes. Now, Len, I've got a question for you. Uh, it's uh, it's not about Amy Grant, so we don't have to worry about that or, or cabbage. Um, <laughs> But, uh, obviously, you, you've uh, done some work. <laughs> That's right. Everyone's disappointed. Um, if you've done some work in TV and film, and I'm aware of some of the films you've been involved in and some of the TV work, but um, it may surprise you that uh, uh, one of the ones that I think I found most entertaining was your role in the Honourable Wally Norman, uh, which you was the barman, yes. I believe. Yes, which yes. I enjoyed a lot. As yeah. soon as I... S- now, this is, I, I talked to someone at one stage in Adelaide, I can't remember who it was, and they said, hey, I was just up at a church or a building, I can't remember which building it was, and they said, there was a whole bunch of people up there, there was McAuliffe and all these other people who were involved in that movie, and I thought, oh, I wish I could have known I would have gone there, because I would have loved to have seen, you know, your, yourself and yeah. and all these others, South Australians, but I wanted to ask... It was, it was, the, yeah. it was the Charleston pub, wasn't it? It was the Charleston pub? It was, um, it was near. Near. Oh, okay. No, it was... Yeah, oh, Lobethal. It was, it was yeah, the yeah. Charleston pub. It was Charleston. My father-in-law lived there. And we, Is that we, right? I reckon it was... I reckon it was... Okay, I could be wrong. It was in the hills! <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, was, that was near and dear to me. I mean, working with... Sean McCullough is as close as in uh, HD. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah. Just <laughs> an incredible cast. And the guy that... Oh, he's teasing us now. He's not cutting out at all. Lenny? Lenny, stop it! Lucky, press <laughs> no. the Amy Grant button quick. <laughs> hey, Len. You lost your Len. Uh, you don't you love the internet, bro? No, he's still... I can because he's in the room right. He's in the room right next to me. I can hear him talking, and it's kind of nice to ignore him. <laughs> I think it's uh, those guys from SAFM. They're they're finally trying to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying yeah. to get in there, and they're saying, "Oh, we got him now." And they say, "Oh, we got him now." <laughs> the team. Yeah. Oh dear. Anyway, that's yeah, all right. So we'll just actually, we'll just I wait. Did, I did see that film. It was a good one. Well, whilst yeah, we're waiting look, for him to come, he's back probably. Hey, Lockie, have you heard? Sorry, sorry, Lockie, as a novelist, have you read any of Sean McAuliffe's novels? I haven't yet. No. Oh, okay. I've got a couple. I'll loan you. He's 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 a very he's a very sharp writer. Actually, very good. And actually, somebody else who who wrote a novel that was very funny that quite surprised me was um, oh, what's his name? House. You know, from um, 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 the, oh, Hugh Laurie. The, oh, Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. He's actually written a comedy novel as well, and uh, called The Gunslinger. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a sort of a James Bond comedy type thing. It's very, it's very. I was surprised how good it was, but uh, yep. yeah. So, the, yeah. What, I guess that comes back to that thing that you were talking about about whether you have one or two. You know, what what are your domains of excellence? And Sean McAuliffe mm. obviously is a very good stand-up. He does a good sh- comedy show, but he also writes a really clever novel. He's a very clever writer. But he yeah. was, he started as a lawyer. Yeah, um, mm. and lawyers, of course learn to write thousands of pages a, a, a week yeah um, so he got into that habit of writing a lot so built his domain excellence in that regard so he's very good but uh, we've he's lost quite surreal his humor is quite surreal and out there 
Hugh McAuliffe, yeah, yeah. But it's but it is totally his. It's it mm. can't be anyone else. No, you yeah. know, you couldn't you couldn't pick up a book of Sean McAuliffe scripts and nobody else could do them. And that's that's how you know he's doing well. He does it very very well. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. Hugh Laurie had a bit where he said, um, "The first mm. time I saw my wife, she was she was very small, and then I realised she was very far away." <laughs> and I yeah. thought, I've got to like yeah, this guy. <laughs> yeah, um, Lockie Ryan uh, Laurie. Yeah, just just until Sorry. Len comes back, um, you might want to ask your question, your next one. Um, and uh, um, you were sort of saying yeah. that. Um, you, you oh, he's back. Like yes. Oh, I'm, I'm sort of switch. Oh, there we yeah, go. Yeah, Len, Len's back. Let's get the rest of your story. Oh, okay. Let's get the rest of your Wally Norman story. You were you yes. were in the pub with Wally Norman, Len. Yeah. <laughs> Let that stuff out, <laughs> Len. Yeah. And where did I get to? Yeah. Yeah. So. T- Oh, I was just going to. You were telling us how fabulous it was working with. Oh, Sean to work with all those uh, different Australian yeah. uh, comedy uh, actors and entertainers. It was. It was just absolutely wonderful. Ted Emery, the guy that uh, directed Kath and Kim, mm. was mm. the guy that was directing everything, and uh, a marvelous communicator. Understood comedy. And it's timing very well. Mm. And um, I'm surprised it didn't do better. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, probably because it was Australian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just just on Australian <laughs> films that I, I had a part in, I had an interesting part that was offered to me uh, just around the corner from Life FM Studios in a film called yeah. Siam Sunset. Mm. Oh, right. Right. And I had to be a truck driver that drove a garbage truck through the front of a guy's house. Ah. And my line in the movie was, who put the roundabout in then? <laughs> and, and did, you, did you have to do it as Ringo Starr? Or? Only, yeah, I had to do it in an accent. That's what got me the part. Because I said I, said I could do it in umpteen different uh, accents. Yeah. But the, the actual line was, who put the bleeping yes. roundabout in? Yeah. And the guy that directed the movie, um, Paulson. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. He was, in, he was in one of the Mission Impossible films. Yeah. Anyway, he was directing this, and it was one of his first directing efforts. And I don't know how many times he came to me and said, Len. How many? If we ask oh, you to say, how many what, Len? Will, won't you? <laughs> what, what? No. How many what? You're there? You don't, yeah, yep. you don't know how many what? How many? He said, I don't know how many times. The yeah. director came to me and said, if I ask you to swear, you will, won't you? And I, I I just, I was begging him. I said, man, I work just next door on Christian radio. If I say yeah. what you want me to say, my job is toast. <laughs> I yeah. yeah. I can't do this. Nah. So I, I had <laughs> yeah. to write there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had to write there, stand my ground. Yeah. And, and risk him saying, "Oh, we'll get we'll get someone who we can actually work with." Yeah. Um. Or, or yeah, compromise and yeah. But they went I with guess. it. They let you get away with it. He, he, he let me do my thing. Wow. Wow. I got away with mm. it. So, well, yeah. Len, that's that's that, exactly that was, a, that was a bit of a test. Yeah, Len, that was exactly the. You're you're incredibly um astute because that's that's the question I was going to be asking was um I. I am yeah. the kind of guy that watches the DVD commentary of DVDs. Uh, so <laughs> I was watching yes. the Wally Norman one, and someone mentioned on there, they said, oh, there's there's Lenny. He's got a, a, a job on Christian radio, and he did not want to swear on this particular line in Wally Norman. And I remember watching that at wow. time, feeling a huge respect for you there, that you stood your ground in exactly <laughs> the same situation. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. like I said, you know, you, you can't, you can't do one thing there and and another thing where you where you work. You know, I mean, mm. yeah, that sort of stuff. It it's there forever. It follows yep. you around and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll never forget when I I I come to faith and I was doing stand up and I I decided that I had to morally change the way I went about it. Yeah. And I took every four-letter word out of my act. Yeah. And I was at the West Torrens Footy Club doing West End Pub Comedy yeah. with a bunch of guys. And I'll remember, I reckon I died five times in a total of yeah. 15 years. Yeah. And that was one of them. 
Yeah. That, yeah. that was it one was of also- them. I, I, I just took every four-letter word out yeah. and I bombed yeah. terribly. Yeah. And also, also, <laughs> oh. yeah, also you... Your set went. Your set went for two minutes and thirty seconds instead of twenty minutes. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but Pete Pete ever the, ever the encourager was was you know very quick um, in the early days to say that basically if you can if you can do comedy with, without the four letter words uh, you need to be a bit clever. Mm. You need you yeah. need to be a bit smarter than the average bear, like and, Jerry Seinfeld. And that appealed yeah. to me. I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, because Pete's comedy was always a little bit cerebral because he he come out of a, uh, the discipleship of Monty Python and the Goons, <laughs> and uh, you know, good stuff, good yeah. proper comedy, mm-hmm. and and yeah. So yeah. the the idea of the cerebral stuff kind of appealed to me, but I I don't know that I ever achieved the heights I should have. <laughs> Yeah, you'll get there's, there. There's discipline with us. <laughs> yeah, there's a few. There's a few. There's a there's a few of them, Len, aren't there? Like you know, Jay Leno and Jerry Seinfeld, and uh, what was the name yep. of that other guy? Uh, he was oh Louis Anderson. He was he was similar. Um, he his stuff yep. is totally clean. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think the, the the other the other the opposite of that is um, I don't know if you know um, George Carlin, the American. Oh yeah, George, yeah, George Carlin, yeah. who did very well. He he was making a fortune doing the the night Saturday Night Live and doing the the the, the um, Leno show and and doing Letterman mm. and doing all of them. And he was making huge bucks and doing really well. Booked you know five nights, six nights a week, and he realised that he wasn't able to do any of the stuff he wanted to to change the world. He wanted to do stuff about how America was sucking and how it shouldn't be blowing up people in Vietnam and how it shouldn't be allowing, you know, why are we killing so many children? And, and, and you know, it's great having guns in school because that way children remember to pray. And he was really, really quite savage and his mm. language was extremely rough. Um, but he, yeah. he actually stopped all the money, making all the money. He said, no, this isn't what I want to do. I've got to say something. Yeah. I want my comedy yeah. to be for a reason. No, um, I and I thought that, that was incredibly, that's incredibly powerful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you've got to be fearless and do it in love. I'm just so thankful that you guys were able to be here for Lockie and I and uh, to, to share on this program. Uh, I really look forward to Lenny's Facebook updates where he talks about whatever's going on, you know, in society. It's hilarious. So uh, I really want him to continue doing that, as you know, uh, for every day as we have, you know, new interesting things happen in society. I, I love his take on it. So, um, yeah. But, no, look, I want to I thank you, Pete, and, and thank Len as well for, for your time. And, and, yeah, Lockie, did you have anything else to add at, at this point? No, thanks so much, guys, for... for... Um, joining us thank you for I, I think sharing so honestly and yeah just it's fantastic to see like who you guys are and how how that has informed what you do 